received your instructions. Touch cards if you like. Let's fight. Welcome, welcome to Cam Blue's Bout Business MMA Podcast. <laughs> Featuring Lou Finicaro. Boom! A production of GreenRollMedia.com, the world's premier sports betting podcast network, rooted in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. 100%! Now, it's fight weekend, and it is time to touch gloves with the most decorated mixed martial arts betting analyst in the business. He's your host of our main event. You ready? Bring it on! Come on! Come on. And he's all about business. Lou Finacaro. Welcome, fight enthusiasts. UFC Las Vegas 77, home versus Buena Silva edition of Gamblu's Bout Business Podcast. Number one order of business, thanking listeners, it's what we do, and in fact, we do this for you. I'm totally privileged to be able to open up my UFC book of business because all I've ever wanted to do was prove to my dad that you could beat the man in gambling. It's taken me all my life to do it. He isn't here to see it, but I like sharing it with you. And so sharing, uh, we'll share last week's result, which was favorable even and despite the fact that Jalen Turner laid a huge egg for us. I should have been nervous at weigh-ins. The end result is three and two any way we want to look at it. That said, plus 2.1 units never hurts. We're 56 and 51 this year in the Bout Business podcast, plus 17.46 units. 16% ROI, as importantly, an average price plus 122. Proud of those numbers. We're halfway through the year, trudging ahead. We have this fight card this week. Next week, we go to London. So without much further discussion, let's move right into future alert, where there is no new futures this week. However, a review of existing futures is simple. Colby Covington minus 110 by the end of the year. We hold Alexa Grasso. That's coming up in September, plus 195. That line stayed basically the same. We have a parlay alive from last week into this week, which, oh, by the way, segues us right into round one. So let's move right into round one. Round one will be the feature fight. On the prelims, it is Melsik Bagdasaryan. He's fighting Tucker Lutz in a 145-pound featherweight battle. Bagdasaryan opens 250 to Tucker Lutz plus 210. That price has melted. Currently, Bagdasaryan minus 150, Tucker Lutz plus 130. So there's been some love come in for Tucker Lutz. Since we played Bagdasarian last week, and oh, by the way, our price on Melsic was minus 210. In round one, we hold a ticket, the second leg of a parlay to Melsic at a plus 110 price, so we still hold great advantage. That said, do I smell a little rat in this pricing? Maybe, but I do like the breakdown of the fight. Bagdasarian is a, is a mean kickboxing 
and he's a fluent kickboxer. He's got a great chin, a lefty, in this fight, an inch taller, though he will not have reach advantage, which negates any real height advantage. I think that understanding how he got beat last fight against Kulabao, who, oh, by the way, we had as a nice dog, Melsic realized he has to address takedown defense. That's what this camp's been about, I'm certain, for he's very, very deft at striking on the other side of the cage. Tucker Lutz, the Canadian, coming in, wins his debut fight against Aguilar in the USC, loses to Sabatini. I suppose no real shame there. But in his last fight against Pineda, took a loss, really looked poor. Pineda can't stop a sneeze. Why Lutz wasn't able to or didn't execute the takedown on Pineda, I think, is addressed in this fight because I think we're going to see a wrestling-heavy approach from him. That said, Bagdasarian, I think, is the bigger, stronger, depter striker. He knows what's coming, and Lutz is going to bring it. I love this fight for Bagdasarian, especially round one. Melsic Bagdasarian plus 110 gives all of the Bout Business podcast listeners advantage. Now let's move into round two. In round two, now we move to the opening fight of the main card. And they want a real slugfest with this one. You can tell via the matchmaking. We got an excellent lightweight fight between the Longo Weidman product, Nazim Sadikov, fighting Terrence McKinney, T-Rex. Gotta love that nickname. This fight opens T-Rex minus 145 to Sadikov plus 125. And why is that? I think it's because McKinney has some advantage here. He's the taller fighter slightly. He's got a four-inch reach advantage. Pure power. He's got great wrestling. He surely has UFC experience advantage in this fight. And he's coming in on a bounce after a really poor performance in Brazil against one of the Bonfim brothers. On the other end of the spectrum, you got Sadikov coming from Longo Weidman. So we just throw a blanket on it. The guy's going to be tough as nails. He's going to have cardio for days. In this particular case, this kid's got great power. I don't know that he's the wrestler that McKinney is. I believe that Sadikov's goal is to use his takedown defense to keep fights up. He's got the better gas tank based on history, as does T-Rex. And so clearly what Sadikov wants to do is whether the first five minutes take T-Rex late to try and gain advantage. T-Rex, one and two in fights that go past five minutes. He surely knows his weakness. He knows his weakness because he addressed it by moving his family to Texas for this camp. I love the athleticism of this kid. I believe we could see some wrestling from him. The reason that Sadikov's price has become so popular, he's moved from plus one and a quarter to minus 150, is the Longo Weidman reach, the respect to the gym as well, the podcast, Anik Florian, that does back their guy, Longo, who appears on their podcast. They say there's no blind love for Sadikov, but I believe 
what's happened is that their influence has affected this line and it creates advantage on a guy I believe is more reflective of a pick'em in this fight. I'm not going to disrespect Sadikov or the camp by saying that T-Rex should be favored in this fight, but at plus 150, it's a blind gimme. I love the kid on the bounce here. Round two, Terrence McKinney, plus 130. Now let's roll right into round three. Round three, the ladies. Featherweights, 145. We don't see too much of that. Norma Dumont, nine and two, uh, an experienced UFC veteran, takes on Chelsea Chandler, one fight under her belt. Uh, Chandler, five and one. And Chandler going to be giving away uh, a little bit of experience to DeMont without question. However, she's an inch taller. She's two inches longer by reach, arm reach. She's a southpaw coming from Cesar Gracie Diaz camp. So just again, like we know the kind of fighters Longo Weidman going to produce are going to have certain traits, so too will the Diaz camp. This gal should be able to fight for eight rounds, let alone three. This particular case, Chandler, decent BJJ, but she's really a kickboxer, very aggressive, with a good floor game. Her only UFC fight against Stoliarenko, you can kind of look at it as a boxing prelim or a setup. Uh, it's not really a challenging fight for her. She looked great, but let's make no mistake about it. In this fight, Chelsea Chandler steps up. This is a huge test for her, but we like her plus 120 as an underdog against the Brazilian Norma Dumont in round three, Chelsea Chandler plus 120. Now we'll move into round four. In round four, we got a couple of pounders here. Another lightweight bout, 155 pounds. The Moroccan Ottoman Azetar, the potato peeler, against Francisco Prado from Argentina. Prado, 21, 13 years younger than Azetar. Azetar shows up. He's kind of been an inactive fighter. He has a loss to Frivola, and he got beat pretty good by Frivola, who's a apt fighter, has wins over Pakanen, Karma Worthy, neither of those two guys in the UFC. What Azatar does have is big power. He fits his nickname, Bulldozer, pretty good because he tries to move forward. He's really aggressive, set up a right hand, but boy, he's got about five, six minutes of gas in the tank before he runs out of juice. On the other side of the cage, all we got from Prado is a decision loss against one Jamie Malarkey. And boy, I'll tell you, in a defeat, the 21-year-old Prado gains tons of respect for me. Uh, Malarkey's tough. Prado showed well, gained a ton of experience. And I think if Prado can weather the storm that Ottoman is going to bring in round one, he sets up very well later in this fight. He'll be two inches the taller kid. He's so much younger. I love his gas. Weathering the storm is the key to round four. And we're going to get creative in Francisco Prado's use. Rather than just take him, he's currently only minus 115 after opening a minus 130. Let's take 
Francisco Prado in round four, and we're going to tie him in the first leg of a parlay to the second leg in the parlay in a fight that occurs next week. Now, round four, Francisco Prado minus 115, teamed next week with the London fight, main event, Tom Aspinall, currently minus 450. Well, there's no way in God's green earth we bet a 450, do we? Well, we do if we can team him with Prado at minus 115. If Prado wins the fight for us, we set up to have Aspinall next week, one unit outlay for a return of 1.28. I'm going to eat a lot of that, guys. So round four, parlay, Prado, Aspinall plus 128. Let's move into round five. Round five is quick. Round five is easy. Round five is efficient. Holly Holm, professional, deeply experienced, in with the best, fought between 35 and 45. This is a Bantamweight 135 fight. She's got IQ like freaking Stephen Hawking, and she's got cardio like the Diaz boys. She's an erect, standing, striker, boxer, kickboxer, and she's very, very good at keeping fights up because she's long and strong, and she's seen it all. Home 41. Is two inches the taller lady, a lefty with three inch reach advantage. One would have to be half nuts to not consider home. She opens minus 160 against Buena Silva. Well, what is and who is Buena Silva? If Holly Holm is the erect, stanced, premeditated, precise decision fighter, Buena Silva is the maniacal mauling Brazilian fighter. She's somewhat reckless. She has a maniacal approach. She's wild. She practices little IQ. She has to make this fight an absolute ballroom brawl. And she needs to take this fight to the floor. It's my opinion that Buena Silva has advantage enough on the floor against home that she can do to home on the floor what home can do to her on the feet, which creates an excellent main event, styles make fights kind of fight. The world sees Holly Holm just piecing her up and marching to a decision, but I don't see it like the world. In this case, I like the maniacal Buena Silva. She was the first on the scale and had to go behind the towel in order to make the weight, while home on the scale looked 41, like she was trying to cut weight. She looked wan, thin, and drawn. I really like Buena Silva in this fight, and here's the last reason why. Home opens minus 160, Buena Silva minus 140. All week long, everybody's asking, why is home only 135, 145? Why isn't this line moving on home? And I'll tell you why, because I believe there's smart money that understands Buena Silva's very, very dangerous here. And that was holding the price level. Now, we're a day away from the fight, the public's getting involved, and look what else. They're coming in from every sport because there's nothing to bet right now. And what do they know? They know Holly Holm. 
and now home is minus 175, my Rabina Silva plus 150. We're going to be patient. We're going to wait. We're going to watch this line at its apex. We're going to take in round five, my Rabina Silva plus 150 or better. That's round five. Please enjoy the fights. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week, earlier on Friday, because of the early start time for UFC London. So be aware, the fights start Saturday next week, 9 a.m. Pacific, and our podcast, consequently, will show up a little bit earlier on Friday for your listening pleasure. Thanks for listening and good luck. been locked into Gamblue's Bout Business MMA podcast featuring Lou Finicaro. Hit our subscribe button and never miss out on Lou's behind-the-scenes access to the world of MMA. Of all the superlatives. Tomorrow's good that hand is ridiculous. Oh, my goodness. Bam! The legs go. I mean, that is clean. Want the best sports betting podcast on the board? Look no further than GreenRollMedia.com each and every weekend. GreenRoll's covering the NFL, college football, and MMA better than anyone. Bringing you behind the counter of the most well-renowned sports books in Las Vegas. That's GreenRollMedia.com. GreenRollMedia.com. Home of the world's premier sports betting podcast network.